Welcome to Freedom Friday. Mark Danolo here, Art School MBA and CEO of Sales Globe. It's that day of the week when we take a fresh look at creative, data-driven problem solving. And in this episode, we're going to look at five reasons your sales compensation costs may be too high. Number one, you're overpaying your underperformers and you're not using the reverse Robinhood principle. Your 90th percentile performer should earn some multiple of target incentives, say 100% to 200% upside on top of your target incentive. That's one of the ways you attract and retain top performers. But you have to model that so your upside is not dramatically increasing your compensation cost of sales, or maybe it's even decreasing it. It's also the 10th percentile of performance that we want to look at. They're at the performance level where the plan is just starting to pay out. This is the threshold level. It's minimum acceptable level of performance. Some organizations overpay for underperformers. So how do you understand that? Well, here's what you can do. You can rank order your first to 100th percentile performers from the bottom to the top. Then look at the 10th percentile level. What level of quota attainment is that? Maybe 50%, 70%, 80% of quota? And how much are you paying out at that 10th percentile level? How much are you paying to the group below that? Tally that up. This may be money that you don't need to pay out because it's below a threshold level of performance. A threshold is the point where the plan starts to pay incentive. It's the minimum acceptable level of performance. So how do you know if you should have a threshold in your plan? Well, use the bus protocol. Very simply, if the typical rep in the role you're looking at got hit by a bus and never came back to work, how much business would still come in? For example, with an account manager or a farmer, 70% of that goal might come in because the account manager has current customers with existing business. So you might have a threshold around that level. But in the case of a hunter, no business may come in because each sale is significant. So you may have no threshold. And then you can cross-check the bus protocol method by looking at where the 10th percentile of performance is. And you can cross-check that again with the fired test Ask yourself, at what level of two quarters of continued underperformance would the rep be fired? So you put these together and you get a better understanding of whether and where you should have a threshold. So consider not overpaying your underperformers. Number two, too few people are hitting quota and you're winning ugly. Every sales compensation plan needs good quota setting so the organization can hit its goal and the reps hit their goals, which all tally up to the organization goal. You also want to have a performance distribution for your reps where about 50 to 70% of the organization is at or above quota. Why? Because it increases the predictability of the organization reaching its goal. Because psychologically, you want your organization to be successful and earn their target incentive. Think about it. Sales organizations live and they win by their confidence and drive. If you just have a small percentage of your team hitting quota, then the rest can end up feeling like losers. And that's the last thing you want your sales team to feel like. And third, because hitting a predictable performance distribution means the compensation plan will likely pay the predicted cost of sales. If you have an erratic distribution of performance, even if you hit goals in organization, with some people hitting really high levels of performance and others not performing well, you'll probably be triggering accelerators in the compensation plan and still carrying the cost of all those low performer-based salaries. So you may get to the goal, but your cost could be out of whack. Number three, People are getting paid their target incentive without hitting quota. Ask the question, are your highest earners your highest performers? If not, how are they earning their pay? Is it through larger base salaries, 
Are they finding other ways to earn incentives not related to the core goals of the business? Then take a look at your reps earning at or just above target incentive. Have they all reached quota? Is their incentive pay in proportion to their quota attainment? Reps are like water. They'll always find the leak, the crack, or the path of least resistance to flow through, and in this case, make money. So see if your plan has components that pay well, even if the rep doesn't reach quota. For example, a company I worked with a while back couldn't understand why their compensation costs were so high. And so we took a look at their plan components and their rep performance and pay, and we found a significant portion of reps were at their on-target earnings, but they hadn't hit quota, but they'd gotten to an above-target incentive through a new customer measure. They found a way to deactivate current customers for long enough to then win them back again as new customers. So the company fixed that leak and some of the ethics issues on the sales team and got the plan back on track. Number four, you're paying an annuity. A few years ago, that simple commission plan that pays everyone a flat rate for all revenue worked really well for you. It was simple, everyone understood it, everyone loved it. But recently, you've been looking at your compensation costs and you realize the reps with the largest base of reoccurring and run rate revenue from year to year earning way more than what you anticipated. That single rate commission plan is paying the same rate for all the business won in prior years as it is for new business. Your compensation plan has become an annuity plan and your sales costs for retained revenue are just as high as your costs for new revenue. Your compensation plan has become an annuity plan and your sales costs for retained revenue are just as high as your sales costs for new revenue. Your compensation costs are not related to actual performance. It's not a scalable program and the business can't grow with it. But the plan is more popular than ever right now because everyone has a really lucrative deal. And a handful of reps you're afraid with the most business might quit if you change it. The head of sales may also love the program because she's going to override commission on everything the reps earn. So you have your hands full with an annuity time bomb and it's time to diffuse the plan and make some design changes. This is a design and a change management challenge. And number five, you overcommitted in the war for talent. Over the past couple of years, the labor market has heated up in the war for talent. Companies did whatever they needed to do to hire people. So to do this, over half of organizations, 52% to be exact, increased base pay for sales. 42% increased their incentive opportunity, and about 25% did both. But we knew that high labor costs were simple Econ 101. We had a smaller supply of labor for various reasons, and we had a greater demand than supply. So what does that do? It drives up cost. But that disequilibrium between supply and demand is a short-run problem that sorts itself out as supply increases with more people coming into the workforce or if demand decreases with the cooling economy or automation or other labor shifts. So a lot of companies are making long-run decisions like raising base salaries, which is a fixed cost, to solve a short-run problem. And a lot of them were stuck with higher costs that they couldn't support with the associated productivity. If you're still carrying these high sales compensation costs, your solutions may be to increase productivity or increase goals or increase price or maybe find other ways to save costs or take a fresh look at your sales compensation program. So next time you realize your sales comp plan is too expensive, ask why and then look at these five ideas on how to manage your compensation costs. So try this idea in your Freedom Friday and every day.